Welcome to My First Time. My First Time. My name is Colleen Smith. I'm Mary Jo Smith. No, no relation. relation. Um, today's topic, oh, well, we should explain it, I guess, in case we have any newcomers who've just stumbled upon us. Yes, I don't know if there are any uh, any new people listening, and welcome. Yeah, welcome. Uh, I've re- just realized from listening to this that I repeat a lot of things you say, and it annoys me, and I'm like, stop repeating things, it's cut. It's it's creating more dead You mean air. like it's a bit? No, just more that I have nothing to say on my own. Oh, you take it away. Anyway, the point is we do a My First Time story, the first time somebody did something, and then this uh, month's theme is the first time my parents betrayed me. That's right, and if you like what you hear tonight, you can go back and listen to some of our other My First Time stories, like my first time I had sex, my first job, my first time... um, Adopted a pet. The first time my body betrayed me, my first time I questioned my faith in God. We cover all the topics. Yeah, we're really heady here. Really our guests this month mm-hmm. are Jeremy Rowley. Okay. One of the most Googled people on the internet. <laughs> yes. For one, day. For one day. For <laughs> one day. One day. Icarus. And then uh, our other guest is Amy Percacci. Oh. Never Googled. Never Googled. Oh. Rarely Googled. Don't, Always don't Googled. Google. You'll leave no. a paper trail. But you shoot the moon with that. Because no one's ever Googled you. You're the most fascinating person on the internet. No one knows my secret. And they're, it's out there. Tonight, they're going to find out. I hope what comes of this is that you get Googled more. All the time. Oh, so Googled. If nothing else comes from tonight, you're so Googled. That's right. Uh, and then with us, as always, is uh, Dr. Phones now, right? Doctor. Ian. Oh, yeah. I, I got your degree. Yes, Congratulations. Yes. Dr. Phone Smith, uh, who is related to me. But not to me. And I don't know if we've mentioned on the last few podcasts but anytime there's always some odd music that is beautiful that has nothing to do with the theme at all that begins and ends this and it is written always by Ian and there are photographs on the website usually of our guests and a lot of them are done by Tanya McClure who is one of our producers and one of our frequent guests yes and she's yeah. a fantastic photographer if you need to get your picture taken yeah or yeah. he is a fantastic uh, photographer yes if you listen to the first time my body betrayed me you would know that Tanya McClure is now two chick McClure my girlfriend is my boyfriend yeah okay Woohoo! Uh, so, so go back because podcast. it's a really, really good episode. It's a good episode. Okay, so I'm going to start <laughs> with. So, I was trying to think of uh, when I came up with this topic. Um, with, I was going to do something really sad, but then I was like, no, my parents have actually done really dumb little things throughout my life <laughs> where uh, they have betrayed me. And um, my biggest one that I remember that has stuck with me for years is a Thanksgiving story. So, one Thanksgiving, I feel like I was six or seven. It was early. We had, I, we were new to Hawaii, and um, we, my parents didn't have a lot of friends, and they invited our swim coach to Thanksgiving dinner, which was weird. So it was just like the Smith family and these two people I barely knew. But my brother and sister were both on the swim team, and I guess I was sort of on the swim team. We were part of like a swim club. <laughs> <laughs> We were really, like, kind of waspy and wealthy for, like, two years in Hawaii, and then it all fell apart, <laughs> and we became the white trash people who, like, their, their, our lawn was all weeds, and everyone else had nice things, and, mm-hmm. you know, we had dogs, and dog shit everywhere, and, and we were, like, the, the bane of the neighborhood, but there so was... when you first got there, you When we first fooled. got there, we had, we were fooled. We had money, and we were fine, okay. and we were great, and we had... Robin Lee. Yeah, and my parents... <laughs> <laughs> Well, they pissed off the neighbors, too, because they built this giant deck out that fucked up the neighbor's view. They hated us. And this guy had a sob that he would wash every Saturday. But they hated us. 
But anyway, but for a while there, we were re- we were we were really making it happen. We, my, both of my parents were very poor, seemed like wealthy people living in a very large uh, estate in Hawaii, and um, we were young enough that no one could tell that we were going to turn out to be the trash that we are. <laughs> so they invited over the I, I think he was the the coach or the guy who ran the swim team. He was the coach. Yeah, the coach, and I don't know if it was his wife or his like just like lady friend. Lady friend. Walton Robin. Walton Robin. Ian remembers these names better than I do because I had very little interaction with them. My entire swim team career was just going and sucking up all the hot water before anybody else could get the hot water because there was a limited amount of hot water there. In the shower? Yeah, and they would yell because there were actual people actually swimming who would have to take showers afterwards and they'd be like, don't you have all the hot water? And there was a limit. I don't know why there was a limited amount of hot water, but there was. Um, Small water heater, maybe. Yeah. It was an island. Yeah. <laughs> the, the island has one water heater. <laughs> the entire island of Hawaii. So um so anyway, so it's Thanksgiving. And to me, Thanksgiving is this like meal that's a festival for children. Because I think most meals for children can be kind of at least if you grew up in my house or any house where your parents didn't like I think a lot of parents now just like make whatever their kids like. But for us it was Either like the greatest thing my mom ever made, or it was mushrooms, and <laughs> so you were constantly um, like navigating dinner. But Thanksgiving was this perfect meal of all things you liked. It was you know turkey and gravy and mashed potatoes, and it never changed. It never changed. That menu was fixed every Thanksgiving. It's still basically fixed because now Jennifer, my sister, makes the same thing with some additions, but no subtractions and no requirement to eat anything you don't want to eat. Great cook, by the way. Not important, but she's great. Yeah, yeah she's I can, really, really I can good. testify to that. Yeah, so to me, Thanksgiving was that day where you're like, I'm gonna, all I get to do is eat gravy and mashed potatoes and pie, and even the pies I don't like, like mincemeat, I don't have to eat. I, it, I, it's, it's a day for me and my freedoms as an eater. <laughs> <laughs> So, but my older sister decides, I don't know where she got this recipe, this is pre-Food Channel or whatever, she wants to make cherry soup. What? Ew. Yes. Did she want to make up? No. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently cherry soup is a real thing. Um, It's a cold, like, stewed cherry dish. That sounds horrible. It is horrible. It sounds messy. Well, it sounds like something you'd put over ice cream, but what else would you do? Yeah, I I don't even remember if it was in kind of like a a poultry broth or if it was just like cherries boiled and then cooled. I don't don't think they were like, they weren't maraschino cherries, but I don't know if they were canned cherries that then were then rendered into the soup. I just remember. Was it sweet or savory? It was. Yeah. Bitter. Yeah. It was just like a bitter, I don't think it had anything added to it one way or another. I think uh, oh, God. <laughs> we have a silent it's partner cold. who just Googled what it looks like. Yeah. Huh. It was disgusting. And my parents were like, yeah, sure, you can make cherry soup. <laughs> and and I, I was like, what is this thing? I don't want this. So we're sitting down at this table, and because we have guests, and my parents are still maintaining some level of like lies about the kind of people that we are, we're showing off to these guests. And I swear to God, Walt was his name, um, <laughs> looked like... My high school, I mean, my grade school principal, but the male version. Like, he just had a giant shock of white hair, and he was always in a white polo and blue, like, shorts. And your grade school principal was a female. Female. Exactly the same. Who was always in a, a giant <laughs> umu and had a giant shock of white hair. Can I, I interject? Yes. Brian Hoyer. 
Brian Dennehy. Yes. They look like Brian Dennehy. Oh, yeah. Good. They both look like Brian Dennehy. Both of them. And I, I, he probably showed up nice, dressed nicely, but in my mind, he was just dressed in a white polo shirt and blue shorts that like a gym coach would wear. Yes. And that was just constantly what he was in. Good. So we don't know them. And I'm like, why are there people here that I don't know and I have to be extra behaved for? And then also, now I have to eat this cherry soup. So I take one bite of it, and it's disgusting. Like, it's absolutely disgusting. It's like drinking or eating cherry snot. And I'm still kind of on board. Yeah. Horrible. not at all on board. (laughs) Not at all. And so, of course, I, I start to, like, be like, I don't want to eat it. I won't do it. And my parents, my if there hadn't been Walt and Robin there, my parents would have been mad at me and made me eat at least some of the soup. But because I was throwing kind of a tantrum in front of Walt and Robin, it was a, doubly a problem. So first of all, it was like, you know, get it together. Don't don't be a mess at the table. <laughs> and also eat that goddamn soup, you know. And my this portion of your life is about appearances. Yeah, it's so Just much. Just this slight <laughs> well, portion. It's, <laughs> it's not going to be soon, no. but it was. Because my parents <laughs> <laughs> The weird thing about my parents, or not the weird thing, I think I think about them is uh, with my dad, it's, it's all about like, you, this is not a, a restaurant. You eat what is put in front of you. Mm-hmm. You, you, you are not in, ungrateful or ingrateful for the things that you shouldn't be ungrateful for. And truth is, like, if someone puts food in front of you, you shouldn't be a dick about it. Right. Unless it's going to kill you or whatever, you eat it. Yeah. So the idea that I'm causing a problem at a table, it, 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 it morally offends him. Well, it's also Thanksgiving, the day we, we give thanks for what we have. <laughs> <laughs> we are publicly... Defying yes. what you have been given. And Where's I'm, that? And I'm <laughs> furious at Heather, like furious. I think I, I don't know if I just like Your sister. yelled at her, yes, yeah. my sister who made it, or if I was just like, What did you do to me? <laughs> what did you ruin this? This is a perfect meal. And now you're forcing me to drink this cold cherry snot. Like she's so mad. And I wouldn't drink it was just like, no. And I I really had it in my head that it was these two people, and I wouldn't have had had this if it was these two people weren't here and my dad your age i think we were like i would have been like six or seven right yeah and so young really young young. yeah i mean it's not like you're a teenager doing this yeah i'm a little kid but no 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 (laughs) i think the reason i was this defiant is because my father was my father but i also think the reason why this is uh, not being accepted from a six and seven year old where somebody else would is because my father was my father. <laughs> so anyway, it becomes like I'm not gonna eat it, and and I'm causing a scene. So my dad removes me and takes me to the other house. And I other know house. this. Uh, wait, uh, hold on, I will explain it. It sounds. Yes, it it sounds snobby, but it isn't. Uh, the person who <laughs> built our house, <laughs> the person who built our house was some architect who built his like dream house. So what he did was he had one small house that was the living room, the dining room, and the kitchen. Another small house that was the master bedroom, and then another small house that would have been like the family room, a guest bedroom, an office, and a bathroom. When my parents bought it, that's a dream house. Yeah, I don't know why he wanted. He had, and then they were like. Uh, pools, like there was a water fountain pool that like came okay. down and all that stuff. So um, it was a nice house, a very Hawaii nice house. So when my parents w- moved into it, they're like, there's no way we're going to have the kids sleep in another house. Like we have to be able to hear them and everything. So what they did was they connected 
the main, the living room, dining room, kitchen thing to their master bedroom thing, and then they built four bedrooms. So we had this one just house that was connected that we all lived in. You guys were dirt poor. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm not complaining about this situation. Yeah, yeah, okay. Young lady, you go to our third house <laughs> right now. <laughs> and then the other house was just that small house that didn't get connected. Sure. Where, like, eventually came my... My dad's office, my mom's office, a family room, and like an extra and a bathroom. Right off. Yeah. yeah, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was small. It, it, what anybody else would be, what with their basement and whatever. Like it's just the other parts of your house, but s- separated by walls and, and you know a, a breezeway or whatever. So, uh, <laughs> but we we were very imaginative, so we just called it the other house. So it was like, where's she? She's in the other house. So. <laughs> Sounds like the name of a book. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. other house. So he took me over there, and he was like, you. Uh, are being disrespectful and ungrateful and insulting to uh, me and your mother and your sister and to our guests. And I'm just sobbing. And he, uh, I forget what he did, but it was just basically like, you need, you're going to go over there, you're going to eat that fucking soup. And I was like, fine. <laughs> like, okay, he didn't swear. But I was like, all right, fine. Maybe he said, this is horseshit or bullshit. He's to say that. <laughs> horseshit. So then it was like, okay, okay, fine, I'm sorry. And then I had to get spanked. Ooh. I got spanked, and then, then this is the worst part. I had to go over and apologize mm. to the swimmers. To the swimmers, Walton. So Robin, after being <laughs> yelled at, dragged away, yelled mm. at, and spanked, I had to walk over there and stand there at the end of the table and be like, "Miss Hart, for not in chase and for being disrespectful and causing a scene at the table or whatever. And these two just like, just look, imagine Brian Dennehy and like, Jay, what's the girl from, um, uh, from Drugstore Cowboy, but she's blonde now? You mean Heather oh, Grant? No. Oh, oh, um, yeah. No one knows. Uh, Kelly Lynch. Kelly Lynch. Like a tall, blonde, leggy Kelly. They're both so tan and just swimmers. Just staring at you, and you're like, I know. Brian Dennehy. Brian Dennehy is a And just being like, and, and I just remember my head being like, you two dicks. Like, you you idiot. You're the assholes who have ruined this. And I was so, I was still so mad at my father and my mother. I was mad at my mother for allowing my older sister to make something that I don't believe anybody enjoyed. And they would lie about because then it became like a hilarious story in the family. And they'd be like, that was actually kind of delicious. I'm like, really? Because it never showed up again. Uh, it was never made uh, again. And I think I ate like two more bites and then it was cleared from everybody's table. Like nobody wanted <laughs> this cherry soup. Um, Did you have to apologize to Heather? Yeah, I think I had to apologize to Heather too. And it was I was so mad at my mother for allowing her to do that. And I was so mad at my father because uh, – I got, I got why he wanted me to not create a scene, but I was like, this is about them, and you ruined this day for me, <laughs> and you betrayed a trust. It's Thanksgiving is about us and our gluttony, not about you. <laughs> Impressing the These, swimmers. Yeah, the swimmers, who never, ever came to our house again and weren't their friends. Anyway, <laughs> and that's... That that's uh, this is this. I'm not a snob and I'm not spoiled, but this is the most spoiled sounding story in the entire world. It I just really, realized. Really is. Yeah. You should have cut out the second house. Yeah. It really makes <laughs> <sense>. <laughs> Okay. Question. Yes. If you guys stayed rich and you stayed on top, do you think the swimmers would have come back? Maybe because we probably would have stayed. It was called the Oahu Club. And it was a swim team, and both uh, Ian and Heather 
were good swimmers. So I think we would have stayed, if they could have afforded it, they would have stayed and eventually maybe even been good. I don't know. I don't know if Ian ever wanted to okay. become a... And certainly would have named the pool after your family. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> we were, see, like, we weren't like wealthy, wealthy. We were just like a two-income household, you which is... You were a two-income, three-household household. <laughs> 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 uh, I mean, we couldn't afford to go to Punahou. I mean, oh, boo camp! We went Punahou? to public school. Punahou. I mean... Obama went to Punahou. I had to go to <laughs> Hawaii High. Um, anyway, the other alternative was I was going to say when my dad died, and that's a sad story. So, and that is an ultimate betrayal. Yeah. So, a lovely segue. Well, you won, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no cherry soup at that funeral. I take it. All right, that's my story. All right. All right, it's Jeremy Rowley's turn. Okay. okay, so. I have a list here of <laughs> betrayals. We won't get to all of them. So as I feel the time moving on, I'll decide which ones to omit. Okay. Um, to, in, just to start out in defense of my mother, uh, never met my dad because he's a total loser and just took off. And then she had my brother when she was 17 and me when she was 18. So that's hard. Definitely. That's rough. Um that's all she gets. <laughs> From there on, these are all choices she made. Okay. okay? Um, sorry. <laughs> that, that, these she are just facts. She should be saying sorry, not you. These are just facts, guys. <clears throat> um, I, personally, I feel like I, I, as these things went along, I, I forgave her or got it. As a kid, I was one of those kids that was like older because you had to grow up fast. So I was like, I get it. I get she can't deal with this or she can't you know take me to the doctor because that's just not she's not capable of that so I give her a lot of leeway um <clears throat> then there was a point where I was like okay enough but anyway the first betrayal was uh I was really little I want to say three and uh this is back in California when the the unfortunate Fourth of July when you could do fireworks out in the street. Uh-huh. Oh man, that was some good 70s. times. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, it was seventies. And it was like, uh, you just blow stuff up, you know? <laughs> so but I'm three and my we were all out in front of my grandmother's house, uh, blowing stuff up with the whole family, and she put a sparkler in my hand, my mom, and was like, Here you go, and lit it, and then just like walked away. And and I just watched it. Uh, burned down into my hand oh and just my just tore up my hand and then I was crying and she's like why would you <laughs> not let it go when it's getting close to your hand and then I was in trouble and then I had to go inside and to get bandaged up and hang out with my grandmother and watch I wasn't allowed to go back out and join everyone for the fireworks so after I got bandaged up my punishment was now you watch from inside because we can't trust you out there and it was like <laughs> What? <laughs> you can't trust me with a three-year-old with the fireworks? Why did you trust me <laughs> to personally handle the fireworks at all, Mom? So it started that early. Um, that one's on the sadder side. Uh, but this is the theme, was like her just going like, you're on your own. I'm around you, but you're on your own. Um, the next one was uh, a lot of these are gonna be her. She had boyfriends coming in and out, and I always felt betrayed by mostly like anything she did. I was like, oh, that's cool. She's my mom. She's doing what she can. But when she brought these guys in the house and they would do terrible things, it was like, 
fuck you, man. You don't have to let these guys in here. So there was a real douchebag who she was dating who he was a real, like, kind of non-Southern, like, Matthew McConaughey type. Like, <laughs> real charming, you know? And uh, he buttered us up real early. Me and my brother was like, was like, hey, uh, early on, he gave us the Sears catalog, which had the huge toy section mm-hmm. in it, pre-internet. And he goes, hey, I want you guys to do something. Um, Christmas is coming up in a couple months. Go through this catalog and circle every toy you want for Christmas. And anything that's circled, I'm going to get it for you. Oh, shit. Do you know how our minds were blown? We were like, oh, my God. Right. I'm like, guessing, like, unlike Colleen, you guys really were poor. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were. Yeah, there was no short period of, <laughs> <laughs> of like... Uh, there was never a, a second or third <laughs> portion of, of the house that <laughs> required explanation. Right. <laughs> well, this would have blown your mind. You can yes. have any toy you want. Oh, my God. So we circled everything. We gave it back to him. What happened is, hilariously, <clears throat> this dude knew from day one I'm just going to bone this lady for a while, and I know if I make the kids like me, then that'll all go smoother. So he had this down like a system, and he knew, I'm going to be out of there by Christmas. I'm not going to have to buy shit for these little punks. So he was just gone. And then we were like, Christmas time, like, I thought we were going to get every toy in this whole book. And my mom was like, I don't know what you're talking about. So (laughs) um, we didn't get all the toys we wanted in the whole world. So there was that one. And once again, my mom didn't do that, but she let she let just joker after joker parade in. And it was like, she'd date them once, and then it was like, they're practically living with us. Ugh. And they're all acted like our dads, too. Like, that's, that's what always blew my mind, was like, this revolving door of like, hey, you're going to do what I say. And I was like, as if you're my dad. And I was like, you're not, though. And... You don't look anything like the last guy. <laughs> you know, that was like talking to me like this. Okay, the next one that's even worse was um, this dude came up to us. So we had a we had to eat separately from the adults. We had to eat in the kitchen, and there was this um this tiny table that was hooked to the wall. You guys might know what this is called. This is called like it flips up uh-huh. and then you put a pole. Yep, uh-huh. yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. They still have them. Okay. So, I don't know what that's called, but it's sort of like the kitchen table version of, like, a Murphy bed. Yeah. Like, it comes yeah. out, right? So, we ate on that, and now my mom was so dumb that maybe twice a week, one of these really young children would kick the pole out from under the table, and then all our food would go all over the floor. Um, and it was never like, I'm going to permanently solve this and figure out a way to... It was just like, don't kick that pole again, you three-year-olds, you know? Like, so... That, that's a second story. But um, that was just her decision-making. So anyway, we're in the kitchen. We're eating. The dude of the week comes in, and he's like, hey, you guys ever had beer before? And we're like, no. As like three, four, five-year-old, oh, whatever. God. And we're like, no. And he's like, you want to try some? We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll try beer. So he splits a half a beer in my cup and a half a beer in my brother's cup. And then we both try it. We go, that's horrible. And his response is, no, fuck that. You're not going to waste a beer. <gasps> you both are going to drink that. And you're not getting up until it's gone. So, what? Where yeah. was your mom? 
in the other room watching um, probably That's Incredible. (laughs) (laughs) She was was missing real people in the kitchen. Yes. Yes. Uh, John Davidson. Great. (laughs) So uh, anybody who's old enough loves what we're talking about right now. Um, So my brother and I were like, oh, so we drank a little bit and we said we can't do this. So we came up with a plan, which was to I put all the beer in my cup in my mouth and then my brother goes, can I go to the bathroom? And I was like, yeah. And then I went to the bathroom and then you could hear through the bathroom door. And then I had it sort of like, you know, just drip out of my mouth to sound like I was peeing. That's genius. That's so smart. And then we flushed and then about 10 minutes later, I was like, can I go to the bathroom and flip? And then that's how we got rid of it. So we didn't actually have to drink the beer. Um, And then we were allowed to get up. Otherwise, we'd have to sit there all night until we fell asleep at the table or kick the, the pole out. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that would have been probably plan B if we didn't come up with the other story. It would have been like, oops. But we know that guy would have opened another beer and been like, fuck you. You're going to drink more. You know, you wasted that one. Now you're going to drink two. So, what? Uh, yeah. I don't understand, too, these guys, if they are not planning on sticking around, why do they want to be a father figure with you guys? Well, the first, that one... Well, let's be clear, he's the one that is in no way being a father. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got to go back, Colleen. <laughs> no, but uh, they're different. The one... Uh, there's two things. So I think that's a good question. The first guy uh, was the only one that wasn't planning on sticking around. But then all of them weren't didn't want to be a father figure. They just wanted to be in control of other right. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So they, to me, I, I describe it as a father figure. But it was more just like, oh, it's fun to be able to just like you tell know. somebody what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they just it's classic jerks. Like her, one of her biggest problems in her life was just she always picked the worst guy. She walked into a bar, went, "Who's the worst?" And we're like, "Yeah, you're coming with me." And that was like her downfall as a person, I think. Um, and she picked, like, one of the worst ones of all was my dad, who took off, like, right after we were both born. But, um, okay, next guy. This one's fantastic. So <laughs> this was a long-term guy she dated who, his name was Dude King. Yes! Oh. Okay. I understand why he lasted a while. Right? <laughs> yeah. He was an antique dealer with wow. a van always full of antiques. Mm. Um, I believe... Because, you know, there's stuff you don't realize when you're a kid and then you look back and go, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Like, I believe he was married and my mom was the mistress. Mm. Oh. I'm pretty sure. But, you know, because it's stuff that you don't get all that when yeah, you're a kid. Right. But when I look back, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, she was like the Tuesday night lady. You know what uh-huh. I mean? And um, so this dude would come, dude, his name Dude, <laughs> would come over and she would cook for him, which was a huge punishment. <laughs> um, she never cooked for us and then whenever she cooked for him I was like oh we have to eat her cooking like it's terrible and um and then he would take off his boots his cowboy boots and his socks and put his horrible long his feet with his long toenails up on the table and then watch Jeopardy and everybody knew you gotta be quiet when Jeopardy's on cause dude does not want to hear talking he wants to focus on Jeopardy okay <laughs> Um, so, I remember one night I got in such huge trouble because the final Jeopardy question was something that I had just learned in school that day. So it was like, this is like junior high age, um, or, I don't know, fifth grade, fourth grade, something like that. Maybe pre-junior high, but around there. So, 
uh, it was like, you know, uh, who, you know, uh, 1792, or I don't know. And I, I, I was like, ah, Columbus, what did he do? And then the, uh, dude yelled, oh, well, here's what happened. Dude yelled out the wrong answer or the wrong question, you know? And then I corrected him. Because I was like, no, I just learned this today. It was blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, yeah, whatever. And he didn't even care much that I spoke because that was not allowed during Jeopardy. It was once it was proven I was right and it made a fool of him, I had to go to my room and be punished. What? Because I had the right answer. Wow. And I showed up, dude. <laughs> and your mom Jeopardy. didn't say, like, fuck you, he was right. She sent me to my room wow. for showing up this horrible man. Um, <laughs> so... Jeopardy is always an interesting thing for me when that comes on because it's it's such a weird thing to have this show that was on back then still be on and it's exactly the same right it never yeah, changes never changes yeah does it create negative feelings when you watch it or are you, like it always is like dude fuck <laughs> <laughs> it'd be funny if it was like whenever I'm about to think about, oh I know the answer no okay I'll keep it to myself <laughs> <laughs> and every time you see antiques you're like. No, I, well, I do have a thing with antiques because <laughs> my my mom was into that because of him. And um, but this is funny that she she used to have tons of antiques around the house. Like, but what I'm sure they were shitty because they were all she could afford. And it was like, like me and my brother were left to home home alone all the time, like latchkey kids, and we would break stuff all the time. But she had so much junk everywhere that we just rearranged things, and she never knew we broke anything. <laughs> so that was our way of sort of like getting one up on her. Um, okay, so there's that boyfriend. Now she she marries the queen jerk. Like the worst dude of all was not dude king. I think he stayed with his wife. She met this other guy who's the, just the biggest asshole of any any of them. She marries that one. And my grandmother, who we used to go over to her house every once in a while and kind of get actually taken care of and fed and all that stuff. My grandmother was always like, hey, you got to be a mom, and you got to be a better person, you got to take care of these kids. And she got tired of that, so when she married this guy, it was like, we're moving to his hometown of Riverside, California, so I don't have to hear from your grandma anymore. Oh. No more guilt trips. So she moved us away from our only sense of stability and um, like our only caretaker, you know, and our sort of refuge. And that was the reason why, was to get rid of the, you know, guilt trips. Um and so that guy, not only did I hate him, not only was he the worst, but it was like he literally ripped us away from my grandmother, who I loved. Um, so that, to me, was just like, that, that was like one of the, the deepest ones because it was like, oh, like, you know, and, and, and it was against almost like her own self-interest too. Like she didn't want to hear how she was a bad parent so badly that mm -hmm. she took away her safety net of, cause she used to get to dump us at grandma's mm -hmm. house for a week at a time or two weeks at a time. And we'd love it over there. It was clean and we'd be fed and taken care of. And it was like, she was taking that away from herself, but also just going, well, I don't care if they're never taken care of. Cut to, we get to Riverside. These geniuses <laughs> uh, put their brains together and they decide <laughs> that we're gonna get a home that it, they found this home that is three bedroom, two bath, and has a pool for almost nothing a month because it was like a crack house and it doesn't have doors and windows and stuff. And they're like, "We'll fix it up." Which <laughs> they of course they that house? they just rented it. Wow, just rented it. But it was like, "Hey, isn't this awesome?" Because 
it's got a pool and it's huge. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, but we don't have doors and windows. I'm like, no, we're, we're gonna fix that from the and outside. Then, yeah, like there what? Was, yeah, there was like no windows. No. And no front door, and like, and they got a front door immediately, but my bedroom that I never got a window, like ever. As long as I lived there, I didn't have a window. So it was like whatever temperature was outside was that temperature in my room. And the window was at the floor level because the type of windows that should have been in it was those louvered windows. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, they were just all broken. So, like, I used it as an entrance and exit as a teen. I was just going in and out the window because it was just open to the world. I had a screen. But so, no glass. So no, no, no glass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so the creatures couldn't come in because <clears throat> I, I had a screen. But I didn't have... Uh, glass protection so, from the elements. Yeah, right. So or from people, robbers, right, right, right. right. Oh my yeah. god. So uh, that's the house we live in. Um, <laughs> there's there's always a, a food theme here too because uh, <laughs> you know my mom was like such a horrible cook, but at least when we were really little, she was providing food, and then she got tired of doing that. So when we moved to Riverside with this dude. Not the dude, but <laughs> this other dude. Yeah, I love that you have to constantly <laughs> specify because you actually had a man in your life. Hey, dude. Yeah. So, That's amazing. So they, they started this game to because they, they didn't want to take the time or money to feed us. So one time, my stepdad comes home. Wait. And, uh, yeah. They started a game. Yes. To avoid feeding you. Yes. Okay. And you're about to find out what that game Okay. Is. So... Uh, at the time, I didn't know what was happening, but basically, my stepdad comes home one night, one night with Jack in the Box, and I was like, "Oh, you got Jack in the Box," and he goes, "Yeah, did you want some?" And I go, "Yeah, is that what's for dinner?" And he goes, "What's well, what's for dinner for me?" But you didn't say you wanted any, and I was like, "Oh, I have to tell you, I want dinner every night, or or I don't get dinner." And I was like, "Well, yeah." How old were you? Uh, I want to say like 10. Jesus. So that's the new game. And he would sneak out the back door and go jump in his car and race off to, and try to go get dinner without running into us so that he could be like, you didn't say you wanted (gasps) any tonight, you know? Um, so then it became, that became like, the game was like, then it'd be like, you know, anytime you run into him during the day, it'd be like, hey, well, uh, where are you guys going for dinner tonight? I I want some, you know? (laughs) Um, so then I foiled that by being on it, on the ball. <laughs> so then my mom came up with this new one that is maddening, was she filled the cupboards and the refrigerator with inedible things, like basically condiments. And then anytime you'd be like, hey, what's for dinner tonight? She'd be like, the kitchen's full, just make yourself something. But it was like soy sauce and mustard and like things that don't add up to a meal you know like you can't eat and there was always beer in the fridge for them and it was like oh you fucker and it'd be like what am i gonna eat in there she's like i don't know it's full go to the bedroom close the door you know just like gotta make something it's all it's all full in there and it would be like uh boxes of uh flan flan (laughs) like but just the box not even the things to complete the recipe you know like it'd be like a box of jello without eggs and things like that you know so it was like oh now so now it's like okay she's one you know checkmate and now we would just like go to friends house and be like hey can i eat with you guys tonight and we had enough friends that whose parents were uh, like mortified by our parents that'd be like yeah you can come over here and eat once a week or whatever 
So, um, so yes, that was my own Hunger Games. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, the final story, I'll tell you. Really quick, yes. though. I know I've heard part of that story before, which okay. actually made me think of you for this. Okay. Didn't you catch him sneaking through a window once with food to avoid you yes. guys? Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I had mentioned a minute ago that he would sneak out the back door, but he would... It was very easy to sneak through windows in our house because there <laughs> yeah, were no there windows. There were no windows. Uh, there were some, but there weren't all the windows. This house was well you know? equipped for this game. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, a little quick side note, because you bring that up, this is really funny. It's not so much a betrayal, but you have to know this because there weren't windows. I just love this. <laughs> is that our next door neighbors were just thieves and hoodlums. And one time they came over when we weren't home and they, they robbed us. And... What? I mean, yeah, no. Like, what did they rob? What did you have? Oh, but it was like you know, it was like your VCR and like right. just a few things, right? So then my brother was friends with the kid that lived over there. One day he goes over there. He accidentally he's looking for the bathroom. He opens a closet door and he sees all our stuff. So my brother's thing up. Instead of saying something, hey, you ripped us off. He's like, oh, I'm gonna go get all our stuff back when they're not home, and I'm gonna rip them off. So he breaks into their house at some point later, steals all of our stuff back, steals a bunch of their stuff, and then this went back and forth for months of like neighbors just stealing from each other, and no one ever called it out and be like, "Hey, you ripped us off," but it was just like, "I'm putting together a team. We're gonna go over in you know next week, and we're gonna get all our stuff back and rip off their stuff." And it was like, and so this, but all these goods were just traveling next door and then back again. <laughs> And ours was so easy. Their house had bars, so my brother must have been a genius because he figured out how to get in there, you know? Wow. But theirs was just so easy. They could come in any time <laughs> and just take whatever they wanted. Um, that was a side note. So my final story, and this was a big one to me. This was a big, big one, and I think it was partly because... As opposed to starvation, which is right, pretty big. Right, but I, I found a way around that. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> This one, I don't, and I don't know why. You're right. This is not going to make sense that this one is bigger to me than some of the things that I've told you already. But what we had, when we were really little, we had bunk beds. And then at a certain point, when we needed our own beds and our own bedrooms, uh, someone just sawed them apart. And then we took, we each took a bed, but literally like, you know, like, you know, why, why do we need to buy two new beds? They have uh, these ones right here. So, so we had those beds, which was fine. Um, at one point, I'm going to say I was like maybe 12, 13, my mom and stepdad had this, these friends who I think were their drug dealers and their daughter was going to college. Yay, drug money. (laughs) Um, and they were like, Hey, uh, she has a a twin size waterbed that she can't take to college. Jeremy, do you want it? And I was like, uh, do I want to be a king <laughs> yes i do so i was like yeah give me that waterbed um so they gave it to me they brought it over so i put my bed out in the shed which was in our backyard which is just the graveyard for things you know um and then i set up this waterbed and it took forever and i and i filled it up with water and i, I was just living like a king for a week or two um they're not that great, by the way. No, That's no, why they're not no, around no, anymore. Not. <laughs> but it was like the idea of it was great. Um, and then after maybe a week or two, uh, somebody popped up and goes, oh, hey, sorry. Um, she found out the school will allow her to have the waterbed, so we're taking it back. And I was like, uh, okay. So deflate it, take out all the water, give him the bed back, go out to the shed. Hey, where's my bed I put out here? My mom's like, oh, I sold that at a yard sale. And it was like, oh, okay, so... 
but what do I do now for a bed? She's like, I don't know. So I never had a bed again. I just slept on piles of my own dirty clothing next to the window that didn't have a window in it. So now I was down floor level <laughs> with the breeze that came in. And that one just pissed me off. That like, and, and to be honest, as a teenager, I didn't think like, I didn't, it's funny, I had a different kind of anger than I do as an adult about it because now I have like back and neck issues where I'm like, I couldn't sleep like that. But back then it was like, whatever. I mean, it's just as comfortable, but I should have a bed. Like it was a, more of a general, like it's kind of funny that I had more of a general outrage, outrage about it. It was just like, that's effed up, man. I should have a bed. But it, but it wasn't about comfort actually because as a teen, I don't think you care that yeah, much. Yeah, you can sleep, no, no, yeah, you sleep wherever, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's, that's the one I'll leave you with was the, was the sleeping on piles of clothes because she, she just had to get like 20 bucks for a half a bunk bed that was sawed off. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for 20 bucks. Like somebody was like, my kid's bugging yeah. me about a bed. I can get a whole bed for 20 bucks. I want to I want to cradle you in my arms for like the next six months. Like this is so heartbreaking to me. Well, it's also <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> All right. When I first moved, well, I first moved to LA. I stayed in a, a house that was furnished. Uh, we rented an apartment or a garage, converted garage that was furnished, and then my first apartment by myself because I I moved here with my boyfriend and then he moved back. And they did one of those things where they showed me a show apartment that was fully uh. furnished. So I assumed all the apartments were like that. And then they're like, you have your apartment. And I showed up and it didn't have anything. It was empty. And I called them like, where's all the furniture? And they're like, no, that was a show apartment. Uh, it was like a model home. <laughs> yeah. So the first like three or four months that I lived there, um, I there, thankfully, because I didn't have a car, there was a Ross within walking distance. So I just bought a bunch of bedspreads. <laughs> and these girls, Norma and Anna, gave me a duvet. And I slept... Like, Venice gets cold. I had windows. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> I slept. Oh, so it got windows cold? It got windows cold. <laughs> <laughs> it got, like, sleeping on the ground. Like, the, at least there was carpet on, like, and you think, like, I mean, I was 19. I think I thought, like, I'll just lay down some bedspreads in the duvet. Mm -hmm. And I just remember, yeah, for several months just being, like, like every night was so it was like an Jesus. El Nino year too so it's just like freezing and oh. it, it, that the level of cold and not being able to sleep even when you're young and you can function without a lot of sleep I 100% understand that like, well I will say Riverside is generally pretty warm so a lot of the time it was actually fine it was like it's like being in the south sleeping yeah. on the porch but the nights it's cold it was messed up and then here's another detail it's like my bedroom didn't actually have a door on it <laughs> to the hallway to the uh, rest of the house and now when just so you know when crackheads uh, <laughs> make plans when they're like hey we're gonna get this three bedroom house that doesn't have doors and windows we're gonna fix it up they usually kind of follow through about like six percent uh -huh. and then they fall off so they bought me a bedroom door like a brand new door with no hinges, no paint, and no doorknob, <laughs> and and then it never got installed. So for the for my entire childhood, I moved that door physically, like and placed it and leaned it in the place where the door was. But not over the pricing. window. No, I didn't. I didn't. Um, but I, I, I would I have rather let, let had... the elements in than your than your parents. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was also like if you just 
pushed it, it would fall over, yeah, you know, because it wasn't hooked to anything. And so every time I wanted to leave my bedroom, I'd have to pick up the door and move it and then pick it up and put it back. So just to complete your mental picture of that bedroom. And then I had Smith's posters all over the place. And, the Smiths? Uh, <laughs> no relation. No relation. The Morrissey. The Morrissey Smith. Uh, so yay, that's my story. Yay! Wow. I, I'm very moved by the part, because you were saying that... Um, you know, the things you think you'd be upset about. But it is true. It's the weird shit that you're upset about. And people get upset about, like, the larger things. But it, which I think is kind of the point of this, is, like, the betrayal thing. You're mad about the idea, like, you fucking, you took something from, a fundamental thing I should have. Yes. Not right. so much that I need it, it's that I well, should and, have it. Well, and when you had the true lack of so much, that one thing represents yeah, so... It was, it was like, I had... Yeah, at least like, I have a bed. It's like you keep lowering your bar. I don't have a door. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, have a yeah. window, but yeah. at least I have a bed. Yeah. Right. I don't have a door. I don't have a window. Uh, you know, I, I got a bed. You know, you're not going to give me dinner. Uh, you have 18 dogs that aren't potty trained. And <laughs> oh, they, my God. And they just shit and piss all over the house. So you cannot walk in my house without shoes on because you're going to walk through uh, feces and right. urine. And it's all carpeted. Um, of just course, feel luxury. Carpet. Luxury. Yeah. <laughs> that house is luxury. House is like, Whoa, Whoa. <laughs> it's just bathed oh. in urine of dog urine. It seems oh, like you forgive your mom, like though. Like it seems like, and it, and it seems like you, like you, you don't blame her. You, it seems to me like you have that sort of a little bit of forgiveness. I'm, I'm looking at your face, and it seems like maybe not. <laughs> well, the reason you're sensing that is because, like I said, up until I was 17. All the things that we've covered here today, I I don't know why, but I had this sense of like, you know what, she can't do this. It's I I get it. It's okay. Like when she'd be like, hey, you sick? Yeah, uh, you should go to the doctor. And then she'd go back in her bedroom, and I'd be <laughs> like, how would I do that without you? You know, I was like, well, but she can't do that. She can't handle that. So I did forgive her for all this stuff. We haven't gone over any of the stuff that I didn't forgive her for. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's for another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I gave her a shitload of rope, like yeah. a lot of leeway. Yes, but yeah. I feel so, like maybe you're yes. better. Like you're like you can this this you can laugh at this. I mean, you can yeah. sort of spin it in, in a in a you know we we can yeah. laugh at it because it, it seems like you're not you're not. Yes, I'm in a really good place about everything we talked about tonight because <laughs> yeah, it's like it is what it is, and you go yeah, seventeen year old, you know, you watch like Teen Moms now on like. MTV yeah. and you're like oh my god you know and it's like yeah and so I, I, I gave her a, a lot of rope her, her problem was that when you get into your when she got into her 30s she never put it together she never okay. like snapped to and went okay I can start to be responsible a little bit now and right. and I don't know why but I had an internal clock as a kid that went like yeah she's just a kid give her a break but wait a minute. Now she's no, an she's adult. Not a she kid, needs to right? get it together. Yeah. I think that's the secret to life. I think that what you're, you're the, the way you can you, you understand that even as a child, I think that is that's what separates people who can't let go of it and people who do. I think that is the secret to, to happiness. I really do. I think it's empathy. Yeah, I think yeah. it's genius that you had it when you were so young. Yeah, it's impressive. <laughs> It's an interesting segue because I have not let go of of anything that I'm about to share. Um, 
So, Rip and it. I, I think, I, think I mentioned earlier that I have a lot of anxiety about this topic. Um, and I, I don't think I realized how much anxiety I still have as a grown person until I started thinking like, oh, I have to tell a story about how, oh, I can't even say it out loud. Okay. Um, and it's not even that horrible. It's just, it's just, I don't know. This is like one of those core things for me that's just horrible. So, um, so I, I will say that the first time my parents betrayed me is when they married each other. <laughs> um, and I'll tell you why. Um, so uh, if, if you have spent any time getting to know my mother at all, the one thing you will know is that my mother is, is sort of, she is sort of the mother of mothers. Like she's really, a, a, you know, sort of a classic mom and takes care of people and whatever. Is Wait. that a reference to the mother of dragons? Yes. <laughs> she can walk into fire unharmed <laughs> and come out the other side. Excellent. Yeah. Um, and she chose, uh, she she wanted 12 kids. Like, that was her thing. Growing up, she was like, I want 12 kids. I want 12 kids. This is what she wanted. She wanted she 12 kids. It? Wow. And she married a man who didn't want children. Oh. And, um... When, when I was, <laughs> so, and, and I will say, like, I have so much anxiety anytime, part of this is, like, I have so much, um, so much guilt about telling any story that shines a bad light on my mom. Like, I, mm. I have a hard time with it. And I think this story does, um, make my mom look really bad. So, Prior, and I should mention she's in the house right now as we're recording this. <laughs> um, she's upstairs, but she doesn't have her hearing aids on. Um, but she, um, <laughs> I did say. Did you steal the bad? This is the story that I'm going to tell. I want you to know that this is the story that I'm going to tell. And I actually did a little fact checking, um, just to make sure that I, in case she does listen to this, uh, that I that I'm accurate in my storytelling. So, um, so yeah, so we'll, we'll just start with the, 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 the first betrayal is the marriage of these two people, one who wanted 12 children and one who didn't want any. And the, the, the end of this betrayal happens many years later, but it's all connected to this moment. So, um, and I <clears throat> will say that when I fact-checked the story with my mother, my mother said, yes, but I did make sure he knew that I wanted kids before we got married. <laughs> Like, I didn't trick him and pretend like I didn't want kids. Like, he knew I wanted kids. Like, that's fine, but you still married a man who didn't want so kids. You were so you were both clear on how you oh, yeah, were both very completely clear about how you are not perfect for each other in any way, shape, or form. Excellent. It was in the vows. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, my father didn't want kids so badly that, as it turned out, my mother couldn't get pregnant. So that right there, even if you're not much of a religious person, it's sort of like, I took this gamble, I married this guy who doesn't want kids, and as it turns out, he can't get me pregnant. They had, they had tests done, it was him. His sperm was no good, and he could not get her pregnant. So uh, you would think that um, my mother might go, well, you know, that's a sign. Like, that's a pretty clear sign but no, she said, well, then, you know, there's a lot of unwanted kids in the, in the world, so maybe we should adopt. And then my father had an opinion of, like, no, we're not adopting somebody else's kids. Like, that's not okay with me. Um, which maybe what, you know, maybe he was thinking, well, that's, that'll be it. Like, that'll be the out. Like, we're not adopting kids, and I can't get you pregnant, so that'll be it. However, 
my mother, um, her father was um, a very um, hooked into the medical system physician, highly respected physician, and, and ran a major hospital in, in New York and said, well, hey, there's this relatively new technology, artificial insemination, and I can hook you up. Which, by the way, no one knew that they were doing this. The only person in my in the entire family that knew they were going to do this was my mother's father. So, um, so I am an artificial insemination baby. And one of the first? One, and one, very early on, not early. one of the first. They've okay. been doing it for many years, but, but it was, but it was, it was very early. Wow. Um, so, uh, so I, I, so, you know, I'm the first, I'm the oldest. So, wow. um, the man who didn't want children had a daughter and, um, then they had another baby. Um, my sister was born, artificial insemination. And then they, two years later, they had another baby. My brother was born. So, you know, they're really in this now. Like, it's yeah. not like... And what's the communication like between your mother and father about this happening? Was she telling him that he, she's going to do this? Oh, yes. He, was, was, he like, was in on it. So, okay, okay. Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was in on it. And he's like, what, another one? Right, no, no, he, How is he, this magic happening? He, right, no, he was in on it. He was absolutely in on it. And, okay. But um, maybe not happy about it? Apparently not happy about it. So so now now the man who wants no children has three children. And um, we, um, and, but that's, you know, my mom wants 12. There's, so there's three of us. Ooh. So there's been some discussion about doing this one more time. And I think my father had sort of like put his foot down, like, that's it. And then my mother got pregnant. And they hadn't done artificial insemination. And apparently, my father was fine. Like, the man whose sperm didn't work suddenly had gotten my mother pregnant. So now, there are four of us. Three of us are technically half siblings related by blood only through my mother now we have one child who is of both of our parents so and i don't know any of this stuff of course like i'm really little when that sister was born i was six so uh, this is not on my radar at all i have no idea in the lab running no (laughs) i was not i was not part of the the discussion at all and um part of the conversation at all and knew nothing about this so then um so, I guess I have, I'm trying to figure out how to tell this story, because I, I guess what I have to, what you have to know is that the, there was a big shift in the way that we lived our lives. So, when, when we were, when I was born, and my sister and my brother after me, we, we actually did have money, and we lived um, in Long Island, and we had like a really lovely home, and my parents were both. Um, educators at the collegiate level and we had two cars and like everything was really great and and um, but they were living a life that they didn't believe in and they uh, really wanted to be hippies like they wanted to just sort of turn everything in so they sold the house and quit their jobs and bought a bus and converted it and we lived on a bus and we had one of those tables that pulled down with the stick no. and the bus and um, so and then my sister Barbara <laughs> was born on the bus um, with just a, no medical anything they, uh, you know, they drove her until she went into labor. It was a medical bus. No. <laughs> <laughs> a big red cross on the outside. 
Oh my god. No, it didn't. It was a school bus. Um, <laughs> that would have been really ironic though if they had a Red Cross bus. Um, oh and then um, so th so this is so this is I guess what what's really like you could say like the transition between like l losing leaving the life you hate to live the life you want somehow changed the biology of my father like that it actually shifted something in him biologically that allowed him to get my mother pregnant i wow. guess i mean yeah. he was not able to get my mother pregnant so far so much so that they had artificial insemination three times over six years so clearly like it wasn't a fluke um and if you've heard any of my essays from any other shows you know that my parents are very sexually active because I've, I've written about that a lot <laughs> um, so uh so so the betrayal continued so so now he's got so now he's he's and now i should say this too like my father accused my mother of having an affair obviously like yeah. you absolutely oh. would say like who are you fucking that you are pregnant because I can't get you pregnant. So, and she was like, I'm not fucking anybody. Like that has nothing to do with this. And, and I, you know, I'm, there was, there was no betrayal there, but he was absolutely sure that she was cheating. So then it was determined he went back and, and was tested again and everything was fine. And that I guess was enough for him to believe that, you know, this was his child. And, uh, but my father, at my parents' marriage was really starting to fall apart at that point. I think at some point he must have gone, wait a minute, I didn't want kids. Like, now we have four. Wow. Um, so their mar the marriage was really, really falling apart. My father was a, uh, is a fairly crazy human being and um, <laughs> has a really violent temper. And um, whew, I get so anxious talking about this. It's so hard for me. Um so uh, he, um, I guess at one point, um, he came into the, um, my mom's room. They, at this point, we had moved out of the bus. We were living in a house. And, uh, but my parents had separate bedrooms. And um, even though they were still together, but they had separate bedrooms. They, like, split their time inside the house. We didn't have more than one house like you guys. <laughs> we only had one house. Um, Did you have windows? We had windows. Wait, At this point, we were pretty poor. Did you have three buses? No, we only had one. <laughs> we only had one bus, but it had an electric piano in it. What? Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> was that hooked to the bus battery? Yes, it was. Wow. Yeah. That's a really good question. So, <laughs> so my 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 parents, the marriage is falling apart. My father is is a is a. I mean, the, the marriage should have ended. It was it shouldn't have ever happened. As I started the story out, like these people should never have married each other. They wanted two very different things for their lives, but at this point, the um, the marriage is falling apart, and um, and uh, my mother's kind of a mess, and her mother has just passed away, so we have just come back. From my mother had had taken me and my siblings to uh, Maryland to um, help basically you know live out the last part of her mother's life and to be there as her mother died of, of um, really horrible cancer. So um, we had just come back from that, and uh, and I definitely remember like living in Maryland for a short time, and then I I, I don't have any memory of this conversation because I wasn't in the room for it. But my father, who at this point is pretty mad like he's mad he's really lost his mind um comes into the room and says um 
you fuck three men to have these babies. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that baby is the only thing I have in this world. I'm taking her <gasps> and I'm leaving. So, and my mother was like, what are you talking about? You were there. You pushed the plunger in the medical office. Like, cause they, you know, they, he was part of the procedure with all three of these pregnancies of like actually, you know, inserting the syringe full of sperm and like impregnating my mother because they wanted to be as connected as they possibly could over this process. So in no way, like he was no longer rational. So he said like, she's all I have. Um, which, you know, and I'm unaware of all of this at this point, but what he's saying at that point is these are not my children. Yeah. These three kids are not my kids. She's all I have. I'm leaving. So my mother says, I'll have another baby (laughs) 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 because that'll make you stay. If you have two that are fully yours. So, um, so they have another baby, um, who, by the way, is the most wonderful human being on the planet, um, and someone who I just—I mean, I love all my siblings. Uh, they're my friends, and I'm very proud of each and every one of them. And I don't, you know, mean to speak badly of them. I'm not speaking badly of them. You but, are. But my youngest sister is just this delightful person. So anyway, um, and they all know this stuff. So whatever. So uh, and my parents basically spent two years splitting up, getting back together, splitting up, getting back together. And it was horrible. It was just horrible. Like, there was no joy in their lives. It was just, they fought all the time. It was bad. Um, and this is all happening at the, my youngest sister was born, I was seven. So um, I was just about to turn eight. And um, <clears throat> that's essentially when my father finally left. He finally left right after she was born. Um, so my mother almost made it halfway. She wanted 12, but he left after five. So, um the 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 end of this story is and we none of us ever don't know this so um about a year and a half later and we see my father and we would spend time with him and whatever um but my mother is struggling as a single parent which is sort of funny to say because my father didn't work and didn't really participate financially anyway my mother was always the one that worked and um so we are we decide to move we're moving we're leaving um where we'd lived um since we'd left the bus we'd um, sort of planted ourselves in northern california and my mother had decided that she was going to move to southern california to this commune um where other single parents were coming together to raise their kids because they needed help so that was sort of the premise of the community which was in ojai um so uh the way that i found out all of this is that when it was announced that we were leaving by my mother, like sat down with my father to say, okay, this is what we're doing. We're moving away and this is going to be hard, but we're moving, you know, like 10 hours by car, a long way away from your father. And my father said, well, they're not my kids anyway. (gasps) So that was how I found out that, and at that time, so now I'm 10 and a half, maybe 11, I think 10 and about 10, which means that, and my brother was six, who, and um, as my mother reminded me today, he kept saying, well, which half, the top half or the bottom half? Like, you know, they're too little, like, we don't understand what this means, and it's coming from this place of anger, and um, this just, like, horrible, like, 
dumping or something. You're gonna, and it was a punishment. My my impression of this, even as a kid, I knew this, and I I like you, like I grew up very quickly because I had to. Like yeah. life, how, life was a mess. When in these situations, like you just, it's it grows up your head. And you quick. do cut people slack. Like when you when you live that chaos, you do start to think like, well, what choice do they have? They're going to behave this way because this is how our life is. Like, it's not like. We have three houses and live in Hawaii. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know what? It wasn't really bad, you know. <laughs> I mean, we had windows, but we didn't, you know. But we, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, and there wasn't a lot of food and whatever. Like it was rough. And Wait, Colleen, did all three houses have windows? <laughs> yeah. I'm oh sorry, shit! You were guys. rich, man. You were rich. Oh. Windows and screens oh. and doors. Oh, so rich. So, so it was really like in that moment, I. It was, I, I really think it was like a fuck you from my father. And there's a part of me that can really sort of look at things from his point of view of like, you bitch, I didn't want kids. I married you, I had five kids, and now you're weak and you're taking it. Now, I, I, there's also a part of me that's like, you're a fucking lunatic, and you were violent, and you were abusive in every way you can uh-huh. think of. And it, it, it was not, you know, the marriage should never have happened, but that it happened is fine, but it should have ended a long time before. And, you know, like there's all sorts of mistakes that got made or, or didn't. I mean, who knows? I mean, I'm here and I am who I am and whatever. But <clears throat> so that was how I found out was my father said, well, you're not my kids anyway. But for these two, I'd like to see them. Which was really about like. Mm. Screaming over your mother. Totally. It was yeah. totally like a big fuck you to my mother. Um. So, and that moment is when the betrayal became real to me. I didn't know until that moment that the betrayal that started the story is these two people should never have married each other. Because had they, had she really gone and found somebody who really wanted kids, but, you know, it wouldn't be me. So... The end. <laughs> I guess that's the end of the story. I want to say uh, this phenomenon that I've heard of before, it, that blows my mind, it, of a person, whether it's a, a man or a woman, because I've heard both, that can say out loud and to a child, you're not my kid. You're not real. You know, this is my real kid. Right. And even though I've, you know, dealt with you for a series of years or maybe your whole life, you're not real to me, you know, because I didn't make you 100% in this weird biological way. Just blows my mind. Yeah. Because I cannot understand how, like, how the that person's can't connect to a child like it it's like i just feel like you could put a kid in my house for like three months whether they're a baby or whether they're older and say you're gonna take care of them forever and at the end of three months can try to come in and go hey i'm taking them away and you'd be like no that's my child right you know yeah so what it says to me is like that they're just incapable of a connection on a certain level, you and, know? And I also think that in that moment when he said what he said, which was a horrible, terrible thing to say, that might have been what he meant. Yeah. Don't take my child. 
Like that might have been what mm-hmm. he meant, but he doesn't know how to do that. And and I will say this too, like not that I need to defend or not defend him. As many terrible memories as I have of my father, and I have many terrible, horrible memories of my father, um, I also have memories of good things with my father. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but the truth is that I have no relationship with my father. Um, the last time I, well, I saw my father recently. I, had a, I took a trip back up to where I lived for the first time in many, many years, and I sought him out, and I, and I saw him, which is a story for another day. But prior to that, I had not seen him since I was 15. And the, t- the day that I saw him when I was 15, I didn't speak to him. Um, the last time I spoke to him, I was 13. And the conversation that I had with him was my first real clarity that he was out of his fucking mind. So, you know, he's a damaged human yeah. being. Yeah. He just is a damaged human being. And um, I, I've been talking to a bunch of people recently about they're in their state, and we talked about this right before we started about this thing of I don't, I love my kid, I hate being a parent. Like people who had kids for whatever reason they had, and they thought they'd like to do it, and then it was like, oh god, I don't like doing this. But I love my kid, but I really don't like being a parent. And I wonder if there's that thing of like when you're not biologically connected, because I I never understood the biological. I mean, I obviously super close to my family but when my sister had her kids it was like I loved these kids in a way that I instantly Mm. which was weird like I I don't know if it's just because they're amazing but it was even before I mean it was I don't know if it's because they're my sister's kids or they're just I'm not usually around babies and they were just babies that were important to my sister I don't know or if it was just like they're related to me, and there's something about their smell, and my smell connects me, and I will love them forever in a way that I never have felt affection for a small kid ever that was just instant. Like, And I don't want kids. So I wonder if, and I'm not making excuses for yeah. that, but I wonder if those people that can disconnect, there's something to the idea of like, they really don't, they don't like sniffing babies' heads. They don't enjoy. They they like adults, and the, even when, maybe when they were kids, they didn't like kids. Like they just. They I, I think you can not enjoy children and still be a decent person. I think yes, that is true. Was, yeah, was specifically trying to hurt your mother, and then in, in that moment, in the yeah. collateral damage was all hurting right. everyone. Yeah, I, I do not understand. I do not understand. I just don't I think. Can't. I think yeah. at that point, I just don't think he was there mentally no. anymore. I really don't. I think he just was not 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 a whole human anymore no okay so this just I'm, I'm and he had done a lot of drugs like you know i mean who the fuck knows what had happened to his mental state genetically you also won out you didn't get his yeah, i did not get his genetic yeah but sorry but all i know about my father because they didn't keep very many records in those days is that he's jewish and he's a medical medical student that's all the only Ooh. medical students were allowed to donate you're kidding but they kept no medical history so i have no one half of my genetic history is blank i don't know what it is um, Sorry. You no, I was, what I was going to say is, is that, and, and this is just a, just a, a, a view of it, because hearing the story is, you say your father said that he did not want children, but he he also didn't say that. He also said he wanted children. When when you press a plunger into Absolutely. a woman, yeah. you're saying, oh, yeah, I want kids. Like, you're you're he, saying he, I changed yeah. my mind. He wasn't he's, screaming, yeah. no, I don't want this, right. as he's pushing the plunger. So he... Uh, not, not Maybe he did, I wasn't there. Not, no, yeah, no one was there, but, but, but the fact <laughs> no, of the matter absolutely. is... 
he did he, he did say yes like Absolute he did want children and absolutely yeah. i mean that's why that's my point like yeah. she didn't accidentally get pregnant birth right. control yeah, didn't, didn't fail right yeah. Yeah. yeah um and that was and i think that was her point when she said like because she and she said to him when he accused her when he walked into the room this is one of the things she said to him today reminded me of when he walked into the room and said she's all i have and he said to her and i'm leaving and you fucked three men. She's all I have. And she said, wait a minute. You pushed the plunger. You were in the room. Like, you can't. There's no logic in what you're saying. So I do think, like, he he like, he'd had a snap at what, some point. Well, that, that story that you just told shows you that this person is not thinking in any way rationally right. or in reality. Yeah. You know, he's taking facts that he knows and throwing them aside and then, like, throwing out these kind of, like, crazy accusations that he knows not to be true like that there's a break there yeah and there's a timing thing like i truly believe you know they talk about second children displace the first child so you know you're you're a cluster you're an only child and then another child comes along and you get displaced and that creates some sibling rivalry or whatever i truly believe that i displaced my father my father was the first child yeah i displaced my father i think that happens a lot absolutely and when my mother when this conversation happened my mother had just been away for a very long time with all the kids, but taking care of her dying mother, there had been no one taking care of my father. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that was, it could have been, maybe that was his fuck you where you been thing. Um, Isn't it? And then my mom goes, and we're both psychologists. Well, <laughs> well the end. The craziest, the craziest people I've ever met are psychologists. That's what I said. I said that in the kitchen. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, go away. I have it's like, coming over. It's like these crazy people have like the tools to be crazier. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, they can, and they can back it up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> position, tie yourself up. I have a yeah. question and a segue that I think will lead to Amy. Um, I feel like both of you had unstable childhoods. And I feel like Amy and I had both very stable childhoods. And both of you are, I, I think we're both empathetic too. But I think you're both so forgiving and empathetic. And I know... The same dad who's like, you do not be ungrateful to the table is the same. And my mother, too, are people that raised us to be very much like, you get your shit together. And whatever you don't like about your life is your own fault. So when my parents were fighting, like, you know, you're like, I didn't learn about the betrayal till 10 and whatever. Whenever my parents didn't get along or my, my dad was being annoying and my mom was like, I know, whatever. I remember thinking, I, having conversations with her where it was like, well, then why don't you leave him? Like young, being like, leave him. You don't have to be here. Let's wow. end this. Or being like, you let's don't, end this. Yeah, you don't like. Hawaii. Let's end this. You can live in house number one. Yeah. 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 But also like, Hawaii was you know financial hardship on my dad because it was hard for him to find work. And it's like, well then why don't we move? And all four fifth kids are like this. If you don't like a situation, change it. What are you doing? Why are you like? And we all like to like fix things. And I I don't know if it's from. Stable weird things. Like, I don't fix things. All right. Amy <laughs> Bracacci. <laughs> <laughs> My story is is uh, not is a little on the lighter side. And Good. It's a sandwich. And it's uh, it stems from a story that I tell all the time, and I'm I'm sorry if you've heard it before, but um, but I only <laughs> just found out about it about the the the, the, the it wasn't a betrayal. It was just. It was just, it was just a we surprise. Lived, yeah, that, a slight you know, misunderstanding. What the fuck is? Why would you say that? Because um, <laughs> uh, I, I really, like, I grew up with like very normal parents, very normal situation. It was, you know, 
uh, there were four of us. We lived in New Jersey. We, we all of our rooms in our house were attached to each other. <laughs> Three normal houses. Three normal houses. <laughs> Um, <laughs> floor to ceiling glass and holes in the walls. Crazy. Three normal buses in the driveway. Yeah, no waterbed inside. No waterbed. Um, oh, no yeah. waterbed. By the way, my parents did have a waterbed. It wow. always, always grossed me out. There was a tubed one that was supposed to have more firmness because it was individual tubes of water. Oh. Gross. I don't know why. Even when, like, as a kid when I would see them in the 80s, I was like, oh, people fuck on those. Like, I, just, I just knew that they were like dirty sex beds. <laughs> They always had like uh, unusual sheets on them. They were always like a like, cranberry colored or black. Like there was never white sheets on them. Ever. I don't know. Cranberry I... sheets <laughs> on your dirty sex, sex waterbed. Oh. Um, uh, so anyway, my my uh, family did not have a waterbed. Uh, we it was very very normal, and we um, uh, and, you know, like yeah, normal is not is not as not good or better, you know. But um, I, but I I was one of those people. Um, I never really saw. Uh, you know, if, if someone was, you know, if, if I never really like accused people of being bad to me. So if, if someone was like, if I feel like if someone had said what, like what your father had said, um, the, those aren't my children. I would have been like, huh? Like, I don't, I just don't think that I really, maybe I just didn't pay attention or maybe it just wasn't in around, but I don't think I, I knew a lot. Like my sister, when I was like, 30 my sister told me yeah our grandmother never liked you and I was like what (laughs) (laughs) and you're like those things and but then I think back and I was like oh she yeah she really was mean to me but I just thought she was a cranky old lady like I never mean to everybody yeah but she wasn't no there were three of us that she hated and everyone in the family knew it like it was one of those things and one one of them is my one of my uh, is my cousin and the other one's like a baby like like, it was like a three-year-old she can't stand (laughs) the three of us I was thirty, my cousin was twenty, and then there was a three-year-old. Um, oh my god! Yeah, so like, like shit like that would happen, and I just wasn't aware of it, probably because I didn't care. You know what I mean? But so. Uh, um, and then your grandmother's at her di- sitting in her diary, going, "Dear diary, the littlest one, shit, her diaper today." <laughs> that is. That is the reason she doesn't like me. I'm not oh. kidding. The reason she doesn't like me is, and I, because I, I remember her saying this to me before, and my mom said, oh, yeah, yeah, she was really mad about that. She, we were in a fight when I was like 16 or something, we were yelling at each other, and she, her last retort to me was, you shit your pants. Oh. And I was like, what? And my mom was like, well, when you were three, I guess you shit your pants. What? <laughs> yes. Oh. And she has held a grudge oh since 1976. God. Oh wait, my god. This is not my wait, story. This wait, is not my story. Wait, yeah. wait. I shit my pants when I was three. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> but how is it that, that that upset her? I don't know. She I don't know. Did it leak out on her white Probably. Probably. <laughs> it inconvenient. I don't I don't really know. I'll have to get the to the bottom it got of it. You gotta in... get the scoop on that poop. Yeah. I yeah. need to know what the detail yeah. is. It got into the water van. Right, right. I mean, it should still into my dirty sex all over my cranberry sheet. No, not on the cranberry sheet. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah. Alright, so that's, that's not the story. Betrayal. So anyway, so my, my point is I don't really pay attention to when the like the bad things that happen, I sort of um uh, I, I just sort of, sort of gloss over them. Or, no, I don't pay <laughs> Blissfully unaware. So, um, the story is, um, I when I was 10, um, my brother, I found him choking. He was choking on a, he, he and a friend were playing, and, and he was choking on like a little uh, candy. And it got stuck in his throat. His friend, his friend just left. His friend <laughs> out the door. Death is coming out. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, he thought he was going to get in trouble, so he left. And 
then... might be a final destination, <laughs> and I don't want to be part of it. So. Bye. <laughs> and so, uh, so my brother, he's just like, bang, he's like little, he's like five, cute little bowl cut, banging on the um, on the door, on the walls, uh, trying to get someone's attention because he can't. And so I immediately knew what was going on. Wow. Because, uh, and I, because I'd seen it on television. Sure. Um, I did the Heimlich maneuver, and I'm telling you, that shit worked. It came right out, like wow. it was like a ricochet out, puke behind it, just went like across the room. And so, yeah. You and saved your brother's I life. I saved my brother's life. Wow. Do you not know the story? No. Oh my gosh. First of all, I love my brother. He's the best. His name is Bart. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the best. Bart Bart The best. Um, uh, and he was, uh, so he, so. Does he look like you? He, no, he's the one in New York City. Okay. He's so cute. And if you're a single girl and want to date him, oh, you should. He's just the Aww. best. Um, <laughs> so when you were, when you should have been noticing your grandmother hating you, you were yeah. instead watching <laughs> TV shows about Heimlich maneuvers. It was fame. <laughs> it was fame. It was fame. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that, that choking episode of fame. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, someone gave the uh, principal <gasps> a Heimlich maneuver. I can't believe oh. you guys don't know this. Um, anyway, so, uh, we didn't have TV. You had an electric piano, but no. Well, the electric piano took all the juice. The electricity left for the TV. I had TV, but I wasn't born yet. Oh. Oh. wasn't on until the 80s. Anyway, so, um, my parents were outside, uh, working on, like, on the house, and they came in, running in, and and they told what happened. My father was so, he just couldn't believe that I did that. He called the newspaper. What? Yeah. He calls the newspaper. You know the story now. No, I know the story. Um, he calls the newspaper and he's uh, he says, "Well, I'm gonna call the Courier Post, a local paper, and uh, and and I nothing happens like for a couple of days. And I'm at the the, the local pool. Um, <laughs> I was not on the swim team, or nor was Brian Dennehy a part of it. Brian Dennehy, but I had just leading exercise. More laughs. Uh, and so my, we get a phone call to come back to the house that there, that the reporter is there. I had just jumped in the pool, so my hair is all wet. I'm wearing a, um, uh, a, like a terry cloth onesie, so it's like I'm taking my bathing suit off because uh, you know I'm a lady. And um, sure. Uh, and uh, so I you know, put my little outfit on. And I get home. The newspaper guy's there, and he takes a look at me and he goes, "Do you want to get ready?" And I was like, "Yeah." I want to get ready. I don't know what that means. To him, he's like, uh, my hair is wet, and I'm wearing a, t- a, a terry cloth onesie. Like, wearing a giant it's basically a towel with pants. <laughs> <laughs> the towel with shorts. Well, you, you did shit your pants. So uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, always ready. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely want. I want to go get ready. I don't know what that means. So I go upstairs. And I, uh, oh. I was like, I have lip gloss, so I, I, because I, I wasn't allowed to wear lip gloss, but I had uh. bought some at the drugstore once, so I put that lip, lip gloss on, and then spent the other time where I probably should have been blow drying my hair and putting an outfit on, right, to practice the face that I was going to make for the photo in the uh. mirror. Uh. <laughs> I have heard this story before, and it literally makes me cry laughing. Uh. So, like, I tried to like, uh. like a, a lot of. Head tilts and smiles, but um, I it was the '80s, and I was a subscriber to Teen and Seventeen magazine, sure. and there were always women like leaping in the air, like mid leap in the air, and they're holding onto their hat and just like cookie. So I decided what I was going to do was to open my mouth, stick my tongue out onto the roof of my mouth, like t- touching my my teeth, like a hey, 
like, yeah. like Brooke Shields in Pretty Baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to open my mouth. Yeah. And touch the root, the, my teeth uh-huh. with my tongue. Sure. That is what I decided like to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I get downstairs. I'm ready. And they You're say, okay. finally ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, I remember this because I, I looked at the picture recently. My mother is, she was also at the pool in her bathing suit. She's now in a skirt and a blouse. And she looks, but she got ready. My father is in a short sleeve suit. <laughs> oh, they have short well, like suits. it's not not the jacket, but just like he's got short, he's got a tie oh, okay. and a short sleeve. So oh, I was like, I've never seen a blazer with short no, sleeves. No, no. I'm a grown man. Yeah. <laughs> and hair at a wedding. Yeah. And I'm in a terry cloth huh. onesie with wet hair. So they both were like, I'm taking care of me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what happened between them. I'm sure it was very exciting well, to have maybe the they had over there. Face that you knew yeah. how to dress well, yourself I, at that point. My, my was gonna pull it off. Like I didn't need anything else. <laughs> no one's gonna be looking at anything yeah. else. It's all about the face. So I, uh, so I, I, the guy, the guy take comes down. Okay, you're gonna hold your brother here to show us what you did. So I, I put my hands as if I was giving him the Heimlich maneuver. I chose a spot on the wall <laughs> as my focus point, and I made that face. Uh, and uh, and the guy's like, okay, do you want to do another one? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Same spot, same mark, same face. You're a actor. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, uh, I want to make sure you got that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you had practiced for 30 minutes. I, I did. And the guy saying? was like, okay. Like, literally, was like, okay. It was like, it's not going to get better than that. And he was done. <laughs> Two pictures, and that was it. And I remember when the picture came out, I never thought it looked crazy. I thought, I looked at my brother, and I was like, oh, amateur. Like he's, he's smiling in the picture. He was right. smiling, and I was doing an action shot. I brought the picture so you could see it. Oh my God. And for those, I will put this on the website. Yes, we have but also for those website. who don't know, it's a sensual face she's yes, making while holding sensual. her brother. <laughs> have you seen this before? Your mom does look really good. My mom looks fantastic. Well, not only that, the scale of the photo is so weird. Yeah, they're in you the back. You look like a feral child. Oh. I mean, that looks like your son. It lo- It's like a you look your eyes just to describe it. Your eyes are looking down and are hooded. Your mouth is almost in like a snarl. Yeah. Your pe- teeth are bared, and it looks and like I'm raping him. Yes. Oh. Yeah. 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 No clothes on. Or, or that he's your son as the result of a rape. It, yeah. yes. oh. it looks like I, I look like a deliverance child. I look yes. Like I'm about to go, oh yeah. That's what <laughs> Brownies. I never. I you learned never, it from fame. I learned it, from, and when I read that, 
and I was like, I learned it from fame. I learned it from fame. And I thought, what could fame would have asked me to be on the show? Like, because I gave him a shout out. Like, I was, I was so mad. You were like, thinking ahead. None of this happened. My father gave the, he, none of this happened. Oh. Uh, and I told him that my friend, uh, Donna, who we're not friends anymore. Um, that that she's the one who taught me how to do it like that she taught me the like he just made it up he's like how do you think she knows he's like well she's not in the in the brownies but she but uh her friends are (laughs) (laughs) they're like what that's a good enough fact she's the one who's claiming how to do it he wanted it to be a news story but he didn't want any details of truth revealed. Right. Well, I, 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 well I, it's a totally different truth. She's like, well, who cares? Uh, her friend. I don't know. Like, right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she my saved my son. It's yeah. great. Can, so, I, can yeah. I ask a question? Can I see that answer your question? I, um, you know how you picked a point on the wall to yeah. look at? Uh, was that a very low point? <laughs> <laughs> I never because noticed my eyes You were looking really like, low. It's like I'm looking at my own nose. <laughs> I think that's, that's what, what the, the, the headline said, or the, the, the caption under the photo says, Amy Fercacci, 10, shows her parents how she saved her brother Bart, 5. So it, it's implying that you are that you are recreating the moment. Yeah, by yeah, yeah, I don't think that's not true. No. But, uh, he just Your said, mother looks beautiful. She looks gorgeous. Yeah, she just uh, was at the pool. She looks gorgeous, but she, yeah, she also was... looks like she might want to kill you. Like, look at her face. Look where she's She's, she's tired. She has four children. <laughs> <laughs> she had to get that outfit together real fast. Uh, <laughs> um, and neither one of your parents, like, came to your room and said, do you need help getting ready? No. Do you need help prepping for the story? No, and I also never thought about that until maybe, well, I really had, didn't tell the story until maybe 10 years ago. Sure. But and I never, because I was kind of embarrassed about that. It's amazing. It's the greatest it's so story. It's really the so, greatest story. Oh. I didn't realize anyway, that's we, the story you were telling in the beginning, and then, and then I remembered that. Well, when, so when I was 40 for my birth, and this, I had been telling the story because I, I had also recently taken a picture with Oprah that was so bad that I, that I started to tell this story, and then... Right. Um, gosh, oh. you guys, when you when you see Oprah, like do something. Don't make. I, I literally tucked my chin in. Oh, you look. Oh. You just look really excited to be around. And my Oprah. eyes are like this. It's actually a great photo of you. You just look not. really, really happy no, no, to be around looks, Oprah. You know what it looks like? It looks like foreshadowing for the like when you do have your forensic files episode. Like, <laughs> when Oprah's been murdered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seventeen <laughs> years earlier. Maybe and the secrets of her past. In a ballroom yeah. and a Sheraton and. So for my 40th birthday, we put my sister, we throw a part, a family party, and my sister puts this up on the wall, and uh, and she puts the, she blew, she blew, she's the one who blew this up this she, big. She put the picture of the front page on the wall. On the wall, but she also puts the, um, the continuation of the article. Oh. I don't think I ever saw. Oh. And my fiance came over and said, did you read the article? And I said, uh, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I read it when I was a kid. I was furious about the brownies. The details were incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. Apparently, continued from page 1A, my father said, but fucking Donna Hartman is in here. Look, he says, Amy's not in the brownies herself, but learned the technique from her friend Donna Hartman, who who used to live in Cherry Hill, but has moved to Merton. Like, so much detail about Donna Hartman. With no facts about me. This just gets worse. Wait, there's a second article. Donna learned the technique in the brownies and taught it to Amy. She used to... She told her to use it if anyone had a problem. What? As what? if my friend was... I can't believe this. I'm just reading... I really should have read the whole article. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're making the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
under on Facebook. I'm cherry oh hail eating cherry soup. Uh, <laughs> but, but before all of this, my oh, I'm sorry. At the end of, of all this, my father um, says this. Percacci, my dad, said he was surprised by his daughter's quick response. Quote, of all of our children, Amy is not the one I would have expected what? to be. <laughs> Someone else would have. Yeah. Oh, well, any, of, no. any of his kids. Probably Bart would have saved himself. Honestly, if the mailman was dropping off the mail at the time, he would have been the one yeah. to help. Our mailman only so had surprised. one hand. Oh, wow. <laughs> they were in a vacuum of people, and that's why Amy was a courageous thing. Did you just catch, she said her mailman only had one hand? What? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he would carry it like this. That's the only reason he didn't do it. He was in the war, you guys. <laughs> I'm not making fun of his one no, hand. No, no, no. I'm making fun of the No, idea. he couldn't help. Wow. I'm trying oh to find God. Don Hartman on Facebook, but it's a fairly common. <laughs> There's two ends. <laughs> oh, there is two ends. Yeah, Hart okay. M A N. All right, all right. There all right. Are I looked for her before. Thank you. I was homeschooled. I'm getting no. I'm in this weird thing. I was just talking to somebody recently about saying there is and when it should be there are, and I keep correcting myself. And I was trying to think of an example, and I couldn't. And then just now, I was like, oh yeah, because especially when there's like theirs, and you mean to say there are, but you say theirs. But this is the only time oh. I can think of an example. All right, we gotta wrap this up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so, for joining us for another. Are we still hold on? Incredible. Yeah. Well, yes, we're still recording. We're moving over to me and Mary Jo. Right, I looked for a uh, dude king on Facebook, and there's only a king dude, which I don't think is. That's probably no, it's probably his son. I wonder if Dude <laughs> King is still alive, though. I doubt it. He was so old at the time. Mm. In the in the like early '80s, he was a very old man, so I doubt it. My my mom was. Dude the, King the second is the greatest. To a, an old antique dealer. <laughs> 
Most antique of all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us for yet another amazing chapter. I think. Yeah. Tooting our own horn, but what the hell? I think we've actually like I will fully toot because I've had a lot of rosé. Oh, <laughs> we have had some really incredible conversations on the show, and I think if you if you listen to this one because uh, you love Jeremy, or you love Amy. And you're like, I really like this, but I think the rest of them are not that great. They're actually all really, really great. Yeah, go back and listen to them. They're fun. And they all are sad, happy, fun, Matt. Like, we actually really go through a lot of fun stuff. I'm very proud of this. Yeah, so you can find all of these on our website, which is myfirsttimepodcast.net. And you have to spell out first, F-I-R-S-T, and it's mm-hmm. .net. And you'll have um, pictures and bios of the people who are on the show. Including the picture of Amy the, from the paper. We'll yes, we will have that up. Yes. Yes. Do you put And then And then you can follow us on Twitter at My First Time Pod. Yes. We ran out of characters, but that's uh, My First Time Pod. And then Mary Jo's Twitter is? Uh, at Mary Jo LA. My Twitter is? At Colleen Smee, so it's C O L L E E N S M I. And then our lovely, oh, and I guess I'll pitch this if you're listening to this, um, but it'll be a while from now. A show I have coming up at Groundlings in April is called The Knot. It'll be a, uh, a bunch of Mondays in April, and it's a fun show, and Amy Patchen's in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She plays a lady prisoner. Mm-hmm. It's a delight. Well, and we should also say that. Um, Sometime this year, not too long in the future, you will be in Las Vegas. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, doing Pop It Up. Doing Pop It Up with, with the Henson Alternative Group. And if you haven't seen that, it's amaze balls and it's worth a road trip to uh, Vegas, wherever you may be next. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Potato Cotch, what's, what's, your... what's your shameless plug? Oh, my shameless plug is that I'm doing uh, The Ma'am Show. Oh, that's a good um, one. With some incredible ladies on uh, January 31st, Sunday, January 31st, at Oh My Rib, the worst. Named theater in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this will air February first. So, so I'm sorry. So you will. We will have just completed an incredible show yet last night. But you're lucky because you'll get to see the one we're doing on the fourth, uh, which is Thursday the fourth at the worst theater in Los Angeles <laughs> oh. called Oh My Ribs. And oh, by the way, to clear up confusion, it's about ribs like comedy. Like, like you're, you're not going to eat barbecue. Yeah, and but I'm directing the... that, and I. It's, oh yeah, and Colleen is directing it, and some very very funny women are in it. Um, and my t- Twitter is yeah. at Amy Pro. That's it. I always well, and it. I will say I, w- I want you to plug just in case it comes back at any point that you are in one of the funniest shows I've ever seen, which is Karaoke. Oh, yes. Which is uh, legally I can't say what it really is parodying, but you can sort of guess that it's karaoke. Yeah. Can you, you say can it? Say it's, it's a parody of Little House on the okay, Prairie. Okay, so it's yeah. a parody of Little House, a musical parody of Little yes. House on the Prairie. If you do Combined. get a chance to see it, if it does come back, karaoke, it is to die for. You must. Yeah, see it. Google it, find it because yeah, yeah. they're amazing. Find it on YouTube. There's probably somebody that's hijacked a little bit yeah, of video. Alright, Jeremy. Jeremy. Um, the Oh My Ribs Theater is on Santa Monica Boulevard at the complex, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Thank you. No, it's next to the complex. Oh, next to it. Yeah. Next to it. Just so you know where you're going. <laughs> um, my Twitter is Jeremy underscore Rowley, R O W L E Y. Um, so do that, and then, um, It's a good time. It's really, it's a, yeah. I enjoy Jeremy's it. actually yeah. a good Twitterer. Like, Jeremy's he actually, actually maintains it. Yeah. Thank you. I say all kinds of dumb things that might be fun to listen to. And then, uh, I just, I do the, a show at the Groundlings every Thursday called the, the Cooking with Gas show. Thursdays at eight. So come see me there if you ever want to see me be stupid in person. <laughs> um, I think, I think that's it. 
I don't have anything else to plug. I just got married, and I'm just living yeah. the married yeah. life. Yeah. And uh, if you have an idea for a story that you'd like to hear on My First Time, yeah. please tweet us at My First Time Pod and make a suggestion of a topic you'd like to hear, and you know maybe you'll hear it. Yeah. You don't know. And then also, if you love the music, um, or you just love the like sound quality, or you have comments <laughs> about it, uh, <laughs> it's at Ian Screams, correct, Ian? Just go to ianscreams.com. ianscreams.com, I-A-N, if you are not familiar with the Scottish names. Um, and then you can visit all of Ian's magic, because there's a whole magical world of Ian that we yes, don't... we talk starvation and alcoholism and kombucha and music and aliens and... Yeah, <laughs> and it seems sometimes like a starvation has led him to have a psychotic break, but it just oh. turns out that's just how Ian is. It's just math and, if, and jazz. And if you yeah. like the photography that you see on our website, yes. um, that is taken by our co-producer, Chick McClure, who's also my boyfriend who used to be my girlfriend it's all very confusing um <laughs> listen to another previous chapter and you'll understand uh you can contact uh him through the website as well and you get your picture taken yeah hooray yeah. i heard the sound quality is actually no amy's dad told me this that Don, <laughs> donna, donna hartman is actually responsible <laughs> for the sound quality <laughs> so good or bad email donna hartman thanks for joining us yay, yay. Best, you guys. I feel bad that we've we had. Have to fight Donna. We didn't we rip her apart. We just... I, I was very angry about Donna. <laughs>